I'd like to begin by welcoming any visitors who may be with us this morning. We're always happy to have people stop by and join us for worship, and you're most welcome to uh, join us anytime. Well, as Father Stephen said in the greeting this morning, today we celebrate Gaudete Sunday, and that's why the, the rose color. It's not pink, right, Father? It's rose. Okay. Gaudete comes from a Latin word that means rejoice. And this morning we hear scriptures that are rich with expectation, hope, and peace. As we celebrate this third Sunday of Advent, we can almost reach out and touch Christmas, just nine days away. And this morning we hear words like shout for joy, exult, rejoice, shout with exultation, cry out with joy and gladness. Today we are encouraged to live with expectant faith because Emmanuel, our God, is with us. My brothers and sisters, Advent is a season of expectation. As we await once again the birth of Jesus, the fulfillment of God's promise to the world, and we welcome that gift into our hearts at Christmas. Advent is a season of preparing our hearts to receive the greatest gift that the world has ever known. Advent is a season of what if. As we wait with this childlike expectation and wonder for the great gift of the Messiah, Imagine what the people of Jesus' time must have been feeling as they waited for this Messiah to come. Now, I was thinking about this the other day and thinking about my own experience as a father and grandfather of waiting for the birth of a child to be born. What a beautiful thing that is. And most of us in here are probably parents, grandparents, uncles, or aunts. We've all had that experience of waiting for that child to be born, right? And the wonder and the expectation that surrounds that event. And then the beautiful moment when that child comes into the world and we hear that first cry. And everybody kind of breathes a sigh of relief. They're here. And then we celebrate and rejoice over that gift. And there's a peace that comes once that child has come into the world and we know that everything is all right. And I suggest that that was what Mary and Joseph felt when they got to Bethlehem, when they arrived there and they found that place where they would have the child and they knew that they were safe and so there was a peace that came to them. I want to talk about that peace this morning. St. Paul, in his letter to the Philippians, the second reading we heard this morning, talks about the peace that only Christ can give, the peace that surpasses all human understanding. Jesus wants to give us his peace, the peace that the world cannot give. It's a gift that is totally undeserved, but freely given, and it's ours if we want to take it. Jesus is our peace. 
St. Paul's letter to the Philippians, he gives us kind of a step process for achieving that peace. Three steps. And the first of those is to rejoice. He says, rejoice in the Lord always. I say it again, rejoice. It was so important, he said it twice, right? And why? Because the Lord is near. As we trust more and more in God, we have to be less and less afraid of the future, less and less afraid of what's going to happen. Secondly, St. Paul says, have no anxiety at all. God is in control. Whatever is happening in our lives, God is, is busy in it. He's not standing off on the side looking the other way. He's right there with us, whatever it is that we're dealing with. And finally, St. Paul says, ask for what you need. With prayers of thanksgiving and petition, bring your needs before the Lord. Because as we know, the Father knows what we need before we even ask him. But he wants us to ask him anyway. And so we always bring those needs to the Lord in confidence. And then St. Paul says, the peace that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ. My brothers and sisters, isn't this what you and I really want for Christmas, to have this peace in our hearts, this peace that's unshakable, even when life throws us a little curveball. I have a blanket. I'd like to call this the Jesus blanket, if that's all right with you this morning. And I'd like to spend the next few minutes imagining Jesus' perfect peace with you. Now, as I was praying over these scriptures, the Lord gave me a vision of two postures that we have in our lives. And the first posture is us holding on to Jesus, just like I'm holding on to this blanket. And for most of our life, that's what we need to be doing. We need to hold on to Jesus as we're dealing with decisions in our lives, as we're dealing with struggles in our families, we're dealing with changes in our jobs and in our school life, whatever it might be, we need to hold on to Jesus. I was called to a correctional facility a couple weeks ago to meet a man named James. And I was sitting in the room waiting for him and James came in, big smile on his face with his Bible in his hand, shook my hand. And he began to tell me his life story. And much of the story, as you might imagine, is not very happy. James had recently been convicted of a very serious crime for which he would spend 14 years of his life in prison. And he was looking at the long end of that sentence. He was going to be in prison for a long time. And he started telling me about what happened after his conviction, the court process, and he was convicted of this sentence. And one by one, people started to walk away from James. Some of his family members walked away. Eventually, his wife divorced him. He lost his wife and his two children, lost friends, family members. And certainly, he lost his freedom. But he was smiling. 
And he told me that he remembers the moment when he knelt on that stone-cold floor of the jailhouse and he surrendered his life to Jesus, holding on for dear life, because there was absolutely nothing left for him. And the freedom and the peace that came into his heart was like nothing he had ever seen in his life. And that peace, my brothers and sisters, is what will carry James through all the days ahead, incarcerated. And if I take this blanket and kind of flip it the other way, there's a posture in which we sometimes need Jesus to hold us or to carry us, don't we? If you've ever been through a very difficult illness, maybe a time when you weren't sure whether you were going to ever be well again, and all you could do was just allow Jesus to hold you in that pain and that difficulty. Or for most of us, if we've ever experienced the death of a loved one, sometimes we get into that space where we just can't understand and we can't accept, and we're not sure how we're going to take that next step forward. And so in those moments, sometimes we need Jesus to carry us because we just can't do it on our own. My brothers and sisters, you and I, can bring this peace of Bethlehem into our hearts. I'd like to invite you for just these next couple of moments to join me in Bethlehem. Would you close your eyes for just a moment if you feel comfortable doing that? As we go to Bethlehem to receive this gift that Jesus wants to give us. I'd like you to imagine the biggest struggle in your life right now, whatever that might be. Maybe it's something in your personal life, something in your marriage or family relationship, something in your work life. Whatever it might be, imagine that struggle and see Jesus present with you now. And allow yourself to fall into his loving arms as he holds you in this struggle, in this difficulty, in this moment or time of pain. And I'd invite you to hear these words of Scripture as I pray them over you now, as Jesus is holding you in this struggle. Rejoice in the Lord always. Yes, even in this struggle, I say it again, rejoice. Your kindness should be known to all. The Lord is near. Have no anxiety at all, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, make your requests known to God. And then, my child, the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. invite you just to open your eyes and return when you're ready. My brothers and sisters, we rejoice today because Jesus Christ 
has come to carry us through any trials or difficulties or struggles that we are experiencing in our lives right now. Let us open our hearts today to receive the love and mercy of Christ, which is endless and boundless. And let's make a little bit more room today in our hearts for his love to fill us and renew us and bring us his perfect peace. And in just a few moments, as we approach this altar and receive Jesus in the Eucharist, let us bring whatever it is that's in our hearts today to that Eucharist and pray for the healing that God wants to give us so that we will be filled with the peace that surpasses all understanding. And then we get to give that away to our brothers and sisters. Amen.